So we were watching the Flyers the other night. Yeah. And you know Jim Jackson, right? The the announcer the announcer. for the Flyers. Yeah. He's so excited about every play. <laughs> and so I jokingly said to my brother, I'm like, you know, he puts Legos in the insoles of his shoes. So any movement he makes results in the shot scored. No, shot, shot. Pow, wah, wah. Keeps him on his toes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but stepping on Legos is horrendous. Yeah, it's it's definitely way up there as one of the it, the worst, you know. And I feel like I've I've been kind of blessed in that that phase of my life is sort is, of past. Yeah. But every once in a while, random stray <laughs> Lego just out of nowhere and be buried in some carpet shag yeah. and you're like, ah, son of a <laughs> good times. <laughs> now it's just like dirty underwear and uh, <laughs> plates. I don't know what they do. <laughs> the the cups and the plates all over the house. I, and I feel like there was a long period of time where like, okay, you eat in the kitchen dining room area. That's it. That's it. Yep. And somewhere along the line, that, <laughs> that line got bent and grayed and strayed all the way up into bedrooms. And uh, it's just... They know how to wear you down, uh, right? Yeah. They just, they have that persistence, you yeah. know, of what they want and they'll just kind of... Yeah. And that's all they have. Like they have no power. <laughs> so if they just keep trying to do it repeatedly until you're like, you know what? I'm tired. It's winter. <laughs> yeah. I can't be bothered. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely a thing with, you know, become the second or third child. You're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you want to watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think we've talked about this before. Is like, I feel like I live in a delayed reality, like where yeah. I think my kids are younger than they are. Mm. But they're really, you know, they're, they're getting up there. And there's like PG-13 is like years ago now. <laughs> but there's yeah. still movies where I'm like, oh, I don't know. And. Meanwhile, they're watching who knows what, what? on Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, yeah. 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 I, I need to just accept that my kids are you know, older than they are and seeing things that, you know, I know I probably watched stuff worse when I was younger than them. Cause... Please. I know I did. <laughs> well, even the rating system, PG-13, when we were kids, it was like they got a lot of a lot of really, you know, questionable material yes. into PG-13 movies. Yeah. yeah. And movies in general. I know we've talked about that in the past. Just, you know, those quote unquote family movies had inappropriate moments um usually a topless woman appeared some point like it was like okay well we're an 80s comedy movie we we you know we got to have one naked lady at some point in this movie and and a questionable f-bomb at some point that maybe didn't really help the film advance at all or it didn't really you know there was no crescendo to it it just was there it is I was watching the um, years ago one of the first movies. I might have mentioned this is uh, Spaceballs. Of course, when they were really little, like William was probably like seven, and the twins were like ten or whatever it was. And I'm like, this is the funniest movie, <laughs> and we're loving it. And then at at the at the very end, they throw this random f bomb, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> they didn't say anything. I don't know if they even you know it wasn't like then they ran around saying it or yeah. anything like that. But yeah. I was like, what the heck? I I, I didn't even remember. Yeah. That happening. That's so, funny. Yeah. And and lucky for you, because I feel like that is the kind of thing where they'll watch an hour and 45 minute long movie, not remember any dialogue except for that one thing. That's right. <laughs> and that seems to be really pervasive on like Instagram right now are these reels of like, you know, two year old kids who are walking around and just talking and then all of a sudden they'll drop a, you know, yeah. Yeah. fill in the blank, you know, swear. And, uh, I mean, it's probably exploitation of children and like those kids are going to grow up and have like, you know, therapy, you know, but it's, it's pretty funny. (laughs) It is. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you have any, do you remember as a kid ever seeing something and then like repeating it in front of your parents and not even necessarily realizing that you had said something hmm. you shouldn't have? Oh, yeah. I think I, I was a little kid. I just remembered this. We're in the car and I, you know, my dad, he was like the dad in, in Christmas Story, right? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we're driving in the car and this was before seatbelts, you know, I'm standing and uh, a car like cuts my dad off and my dad says a few choice words and then I go yeah he's a you know bleep bleep <laughs> and I was like six or five or whatever it was and my dad's like you can't say that <laughs> and I was like confused you know mm-hmm. um just because yeah. I was just parroting yeah you know what he was saying yeah I remember um I think it was during back to the future there's a scene where Marty hops into the the DeLorean and as he's peeling him down the the parking lot of the mall yeah. He says the child of a a maiden that is not the wife of the king would be referred to with a B. Right. Yeah. Um, he says that, and so I should just, I should just say it at this point. But whatever. <laughs> um, and I remember reenacting that scene when my brother and I got home from the the movie theater. Sure. And of course, I said it, and my brother looks at me and he's like, "You can't say that. You can't say that." And I'm, I don't know that I had ever heard that word before. I had like zero acknowledgement of the fact that it wasn't something you should say. But other than that, I don't I don't remember other times. Oh, I did do a few impressions when, like, oh, when yeah. I was little. I'd love to do like you know funny things and impressions. And there was a few times where I just I got into something and yeah. just started rolling. And then before I knew it, I had swore and I was like, <laughs> oh, you know. And your dad's laughing, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's like what. And even now, as a as a dad, you realize like when you're a kid, you don't think of your parents being anything but parents. Yeah. But as a parent now, you're like. <laughs> You're still just a kid <laughs> who's in, in an adult form. So, you know, funny stuff makes you laugh. Were you retelling Eddie Murphy jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy raw. Eddie Murphy raw, yeah. Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ant that fell down the steps. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> down the oh, my gosh. And what's, it, cra- what's crazy, though, is like back then, like raw, it was just like it was almost like urban legend. You're like, yes. oh, my gosh, I can't believe he said all that stuff. And then it was recorded and you could listen, listen to, to it. it. Yeah. And now it's like, I mean, the, the, the gloves are off. Like there's yeah. so much stuff out there that you wouldn't even be able to keep track of what you maybe should and shouldn't expose your kids to because there's just so much out there. Yeah. I think we then, you know, years later, Chris Rock kind of took up that mantle. Yeah. With some of his jokes that were. Yeah. Really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and recently, I just watched one of his mo- more recent stand-ups. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because he finally addressed the whole thing with Will Smith. Have you seen that? Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. yeah. And he did a really good job of bringing it up, acknowledging the fact that he was like really, like it hurt him. Like not like physically, but just like the whole experience of it. Yeah. And the fact that he was like a big Will Smith fan, like, sure. like he was always pulling for him to do well and he liked his movies. And then to have it take that turn, it just was like, ah, this yeah. is comedy. This is what I do. Like it just, and the way that it unraveled, it was really weird. But then yeah. in his stand up, he did like a really good job of oh, yeah? coming back at Will with a lot of like just creative <laughs> wordplay and okay. being funny about it. But in it with a serious like undertone. To Under, it, so. oh. Yeah. If you okay. haven't seen it, it's worth watching. I, I wasn't sure, you know, I don't really follow that stuff too too carefully, but I was like, was it staged? But definitely not. It In the moment, it felt like it had to be. You know, like, seriously? Because like, up until that point, like Will Smith. Yeah. There was Mr. Never, nice Guy. Yeah, there was never in any indication he'd do something like that. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's all this stuff that has come out since then about mm-hmm. like his relationship. And yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little weird, but. 
Yeah, that was that was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but fighting kind of yeah. leads into what we're going to talk about. That's today, right? true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the uh, steel pit or the, <laughs> the death pit. And what, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, well, why don't we introduce what, what our topic is uh, this uh, this episode? Well, today we will be talking about the wonderful television show, the spectacle that was American Gladiators. Wonderful phenomenon of early 1990s American culture. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And what's fun is now that we're at the age we are, everything has a focus turned back on it. Mm -hmm. And somebody was digging into what things were and what they weren't. And now we get to see behind the scenes (laughs) of how much of that, what fun and exciting and, you know, endorphin producing excitement of this, you know, gladiator in, in, in present day, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It really was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. You know, if you don't know American gladiators, why are you listening to this podcast? But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, maybe you don't know American gladiators was a contest, uh, you know, an hour long TV show where you'd have regular people compete against these mammoth, professional buffed out yeah. ex-olympians on these awesome stage of different like competitions and um you know when you were a kid first watching that i think the appeal was for me like like you Im- immediately fantasized yourself on that show being a contestant right oh, yeah 100 percent. and and like the reality of the age <laughs> that we were at like i mean i was like soaking wet you know like, <laughs> i was maybe a third of the weight of some of these you know people that were competing um, and I think like the other thing that was wild is like, we were on the heels of like He-Man and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where, you know, you were watching cartoons with these like, you know, muscle bound, huge, huge, all the, all the, uh, movie, you know, stars were Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure. Sylvester Stallone, yeah. you know, roided out. Yeah. Dudes. And so then to see that like in a, a competition where the average man was competing with someone like that, it was, it was pretty awesome. It was <laughs> really, it was really good. And it was great games. Like the one, you know, when you started watching it, like every single one was, was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Was, was there any one event that you were like, either it's the coolest event or I can, I can win at that event. Any, anything you felt that, uh, I mean, there were, there were so many that were just, I, I think because of, I played soccer, I felt oh, like okay. I, I was like fast and could like evade, you know, oncoming defenders yeah. and stuff like that. So like. The game where you had the ball and you had to run and put it into the the sort of the yes the, power wait uh, power ball yeah like that always seemed really fun but like I, I mean watching it it seemed super violent and then <laughs> you know seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff how many people got concussions so or got like flat yeah. out knocked out in that game yeah I would have been <laughs> I would have been broken in many pieces the, the one that always appealed to me was the assault because there was really no. You're not going to get hurt doing it, except maybe hit by a tennis ball at 100 yeah. miles an hour, which, you know, yeah. sure didn't feel good. But in that game, you they had different stations, and you, mm-hmm. they'd have, like, these really cheap guns, and you'd be trying to hit this bullseye behind the gladiator who had this big circular air gun <laughs> pop, popping these tennis balls at you. Like, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I'd, I would do that event to oh, this yeah. day, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I always thought it was funny, too, because... There were the competitors that really took the aiming and trying to hit the target mm-hmm. very seriously. Yeah. And then there were the other ones that would just hit the button and like get to, they just wanted to get through all the different to get the stations. Tie. Yeah. And, yeah. But th- the idea of doing that, like, I don't know if there were any amusement parks around where you were that had mm. this, but uh, Dorney Park, which was near to us now, yeah. was obviously near to me when I was a kid. They had a, a period of time where they had these tanks 
that you could, it was like an extra thing. You had to pay to get in them and you would fire racquetballs. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like there was an element of that same style of activity, you, albeit you're in a tank. So you're obviously not getting hit by the, the balls. But yeah. You could be on the outside firing and trying to hit the targets on the side of the tank or you could be in the tank i forgot all riding that. around yeah. yeah so that kind of it just played into that whole idea of competition like, and you know safe combat safe <laughs> combat yeah which really wasn't so safe was yeah. it no <laughs> well, well do we want to start and give a little history as to where it came from yeah sure yeah let's so do it did you know american gladiators was really started by an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I know, right? Johnny Ferraro. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty pretty wild to see, you know, some of the, you know, we both ended up watching, you know, this documentary about the whole behind the scenes and mm-hmm. how it came to be and everything. And to see that this, this like, legit Elvis impersonator legit. was the guy who kind of came up with the whole idea. And he didn't have any idea what he was trying to do. He no. just was like a wild man. and It was just a concept. Yeah. And then those early, the games they had that were just really bad, poorly thought out, you know. Completely unsafe. Yeah. They filmed it in a equestrian center. Yeah. So it like was filled with horse manure. Yeah. <laughs> and even like the, the, the protective gear, it was just like, a you know. Spray painted foam and maybe <laughs> like some motorcycle equipment and stuff like that. But not what you needed for the, the level of physicality that they were trying yeah. to create in those yeah. games. Yeah. So. And some of the, you know, that, that documentary showed some great, I mean, they taped everything. Like, it's like they had home video of from the beginning and, you know, even back to when they were just kind of filming the pilot. And it was brutal. They were on hard floors. They had no padding. Like, they had a one, I saw the one, there was an early gladiator, I forget her name, and they raised this platform what they would wrestle on and she got knocked off and, and like destroyed her knee yeah you know and cre- done like yeah. that that was it there was no sort of safety precautions yeah. whatsoever yeah well and even in the process of initially trying to find the actors or whatever you'd want to call them the, pro- the professionals that were going to be the characters eventually that, yeah. that the show you know presented to us when it finally made it to air you know they were in like parks and just having guys like run at each other and tackle each other on concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was, uh, I think it was Nitro who yeah. said that he, you know, he hit this kid, knocked him, basically knocked him out, out and thought, oh crap, like there's no <laughs> way they're going to keep me here. They're going to tell me I got to get off the park property. Or yeah. They were, yeah. And he ends up, you know, the guy comes over and he's like, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> you got the job. Kind of thing. Safety wasn't their priority. I don't care. Like they say, oh, yeah, we were safe. No, nah, they really didn't uh, take much into uh, consideration. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was interesting that they, they had this, this guy, Johnny Ferrara, Ferraro, mm-hmm. uh, had this concept of, I just think this American gladiators. And then it just sort of, it took years for it to kind of evolve into what eventually became like the final product of American gladiators. Yeah. It's kind of weird how you could just have an idea and, you know, become famous and rich off of just an idea. Yeah. Well, and I think it also like it stemmed from like the, the, re- the reality of where the world was at. Like I mentioned, like, you know, He-Man that was mm-hmm. you know, an animated thing, obviously, yeah. but WWF was like huge, really big back yeah. then. Baywatch was a big deal. So mm-hmm. like the idea of like, I mean, the, the female characters in American Gladiators were basically wearing swimsuits. You know, yeah. like, you know, it was like all, everything was bigger than life. Yeah. You know, sort of reality TV, not reality TV, but the, the reality of the type of TV that was being created had this larger than life 
sort of vibe to it. I think, um, if I recall, they were up against roller derby as like the biggest yes. sort of Saturday morning, you know, competition, competition yeah. show. Yeah. The re-release, the big redeveloping roller derby, yeah. you know, for the umpteenth time, umpteenth time. Yeah. So then when they had the sort of trade show where they sell shows to yeah. the networks, they, it was kind of a brilliant thing to do. They brought these massive gladiators into the show. And that, that's really, from what I remember, that's kind of what sold it or they, sold the idea of it. Right? Yeah. They, they got all that attention. It was, you know, marketing. Like yeah. uh, they just got everybody's attention. They brought, they paraded them through the entire conference center and all of a sudden people were lining up. Yeah. The, the show definitely did evolve. Um, so, you know, in the first first half the first 13 episodes they actually the judges were in executioner's robes i don't know if you saw <laughs> yeah. that yeah and they would like the the you know the gla- like gladiators yeah. the thumb up or the thumb down on on the gladiator yeah um they had stupid names yeah like uh did you ever did you see some of the the dumb original names well i think the original six i had sort of jotted down and then i actually went and looked to see like what what happened to them afterwards so it was gemini lace Nitro, Sunny, Malibu, and Zap, I think were the, the six that kind of made it beyond the, those initial yeah. sort of rounds. But I think out of the gate, they had a bunch, and only two of those made it through like the pilot yeah. to go yeah. on to become you know, so, part of the show. Some of the pilot names was Domino's, Willie, <laughs> Catalyst, and Evander. So wow. they really didn't give them... <laughs> They didn't Very, even try. They didn't even try. <laughs> What's your name then? William? Uh, Willie. Perfect. You're there gonna, you go. You're in. <laughs> you're a gladiator. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty amazing, like, the, the evolution of yeah. it. You know? Yeah. And even, like, with Gemini, like, he was one of the original that he, they brought he, in. He was uh, Catalyst, I believe. Oh, okay. That was his original name, and then they, they moved him to Gemini. Yeah. And even, like, as they introduced the idea of Gemini, they tried to have him have, like, a split personality. Oh, yeah. Where he'd be all angry and then he'd be super nice. And, and I think it was after a couple episodes, they're like, we got to drop this whole like split personality thing. It's just super weird. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a former, like he was a former pro uh, football player. Yeah. So like his yeah. pedigree and athleticism Size. was really super, uh, well, perfect for what they were doing. I mean, they're basically it, just tackling and knocking people over. And yeah. And just, you know, through that evolution, they started uh, getting more personalities. They said, oh, you know, let's definitely play up there very similar to like a wwf wrestler mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah which was cool but they they you know they insisted because there were times when the product you know when they were developing it they wanted it scripted they wanted it you know f- fake if you will and then they were like no no this is a tr- actual competition we really want this to be real they'll play up the personalities a little bit you know yeah. but that's kind of what i liked about it that it was real yeah yeah and I think, you know, that most people have sort of that underdog sort of mentality, even with like professional sports and stuff. If yeah. you don't have your team, you root for the underdog, like yep. to, to pull off the unexpected win. And I think that's, yeah. that helped the show a lot when you're, you're pitting these average Joes <laughs> against, you know, well, I shouldn't say average Joes. A lot of the competitors were pretty physically, you know, fit. They had to be, right? And, yeah. But even so, I mean, they <laughs> seemed pretty small compared yeah. to the... Here's Jane Doe, a teacher from Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> then Zap comes in and like, you know, folds her in half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was Zap. She was in a, do you remember, did you see that she was in a movie? No. With uh, Jack Tripper. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. From Three's Company? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't Jack Tripper. It right. was obviously um, the actor whose name is escaping me at the moment. John Ritter. John Ritter. Correct. Right. Um, and so she 
right around the time I think that she was, you know, getting involved with the American Gladiators, she was a bodybuilder, and they brought her in to play this role, this very short, you know, little role in this yeah. movie with uh, John Ritter. So she has like one movie credit to her name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think out of all of them, it seemed like Nitro and I forget the other guy's name, but he, he seemed to have the the biggest career outside of it. Did some like modeling and a few few appearances on. Well, this eventually propelled them. They did some TV mm-hmm. appearances and stuff. Yeah, um, on yeah. the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah, yeah, he was on Saved by the Bell too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, Texas Walker or uh, Walker Texas Rangers. He was on there. Too. <laughs> Way to go, Nitro. Yeah, yeah, but I think he was. Um, he talks about in the in the the documentary that there was a point, you know, right before this, that he was trying to become an actor and then, and he went to get headshots taken. And the photographer mm. was basically like, you don't really fit the bill for anything. You mm. should just quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, you know, he goes on to have a you know relatively successful Absolutely. career. And uh, it's just weird. Like it just reminds me of how often somebody decides that they're going to, they're going to try to direct somebody in life. Yeah. And, and when somebody just is willing to believe in themselves a little bit, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. Or so they say. <laughs> now, if, if you were to be, you know, a 21-year-old in 1992, um, would the grand prize, now that's not winning an episode, that's winning the whole thing, would a grand prize of $10,000 and a brand new Chevy Malibu be enough for you to risk your health? <laughs> I would say if I was fit enough back then at 21 yeah and i had no other like prospects of anything <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's not a lot of money no it's not really you and know that chevy malibu it's, it's not gonna age well <laughs> it's not putting the cherry on the <laughs> no and that, i mean that's what's crazy like when you think about like what they were paying the professionals quote mm-hmm. unquote to be on the show the prizes they were giving to the, the you know the yeah. average joe yeah. like it's it's kind of criminal when you think of, like <laughs> the amount of hype and money that yeah. you know came out of it and how little was getting to the people participating oh wait that's like spotify i mean wait. <laughs> we love spotify that's right <laughs> latchkeydads.com <laughs> well, you know talking about that the, the gladiators got nothing for any of the merchandise because they signed away their like likeliness is that the way you say it? like like just their likeness likeness yeah um in the contract yeah so those toys those posters all of that they got nothing yeah. out of that yeah it's really a shame it is but I, so much like the even the music industry how many yeah. artists sign away their intellectual property of their songs so yeah. they don't make anything on it which yeah. is crazy you're gonna be my manager i'll give you 50 percent of what i'm <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just not fair and yeah. i always wonder like you know the the morality behind that yeah they signed a contract but you as an owner why wouldn't you just be like we're doing great let's give you something let's redo let's redo your contract like here's you know whatever i just i don't understand the concept behind the greed that says why don't you these people they're it like what makes the show the gladiators you know why wouldn't you make them happy to keep keep it going just interesting I think there's a four-letter word that you're missing, though, in, in how you're approaching it, yeah. and that is nice. <laughs> Where the people behind this, not nice. Yeah. No, they don't care. Yeah. They just want they want, they want their yacht. They want their... Uh, they want it all. They want to line their pockets as much. And as you know, we're going to go ahead and say that company. It was the <laughs> Samuel Goldwyn uh, company who yeah. uh, really just abused the yeah. poor gladiators. Yeah. It's crazy. 
And they went, um, I don't know. Did you see about the tour? A little bit. I, a little I, didn't, bit. I didn't see a ton of the detail behind the tour, but I, I know it was grueling. They did 120 dates. Wow. Like over six months or, or where I forget what, nine months maybe. Yeah. And they, you know, one of them tore up their knee, was done. They were all addicted to, no, I'm being, you know, facetious there, but they're all doing steroids. They're all on painkillers. And they're, you know, the reason they all went on the tour was because they got offered money. It was yeah. a way for them to, to capital, the only way for them to really capitalize on the success of the show. Yeah. But again, not unlike WWF, you know, you see the, the yeah. docuseries about, the, you know, how those guys were, you know, living in squalor, basically. Yeah. Doing all these shows like every night of the week and just destroying their bodies. Yeah. All, all in the hope that this, you know, would eventually turn into more exposure, more money, more whatever. Something. And it's just that, you know, carrot that's out there that a lot of them just never, <laughs> never got there, which is kind of sad. But it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the docuseries goes well into the abuse of the, the painkillers and the, of course, the steroids, which WWF, I'm sure, you know, ripe with it. The, the baseball. I hate to say it, yeah. but that was, you know, McGuire and Canseco and, or, you know, beginning of that, that, that era, which was, you know, not good. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like so much of it now, like, you know, we're in this, you know, era, if you will, where all the behind the scenes stuff is being exposed. And so a lot of that stuff isn't happening because there is somebody watching everywhere. There's a video running everywhere. Like you just couldn't get away with that kind of stuff now where, you know, back then there was just so much going on that nobody knew. Like we watched it as kids. Like we just thought it was this great show. We never right. had any idea that there was, you know, the, the people behind it, the the fun, smiling faces of the professionals that were, you know, enjoying this so much <laughs> while they're, you know, just getting Hammered. beat up, yeah. taking pain pill, pills and trying to just muscle up for the and next it, event so that yeah. they wouldn't get canned. They would have to do when they did that, that traveling tour, they'd have to do six events of whatever thing they were doing so if you're you know you're signed up for joust that night you have to do joust six times and then probably another event six times in one night yeah. i mean that's just going to take such a toll on your body and your mental health yeah and i don't know if you've ever done this but over there's like the trampoline parks nearby oh yeah they have the joust do they yeah oh i didn't know that yeah, it's actually it's a, it's a lot of fun but <laughs> It's tiring. It's definitely tiring. Yeah. Even playing against small children. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone like six 20-somethings that are jacked and want to kick the crap out of an American gladiator for, yeah. for bragging rights. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, some of the other events where, you know, it was more of a football experience where you are trying to tackle or run by or just block somebody from getting to the goal. Yeah. I mean, the number of people that literally were concussed or knocked out or carried out by there was a few there's a few scenes that they show where the oh. american gladiators are actually like carrying one of the competitors out yeah. because they, they were hurt <laughs> really bad and you know it, as kids we'd see that but they they'd always sell it in such a way that it was like oh it's not that bad. yeah yeah you'll be okay they'll be they'll, be, they'll better, walk it off know, and yeah. on to the next event you know and it's, it's just weird to change the the lens that we see it through yeah know? In some of those earlier episodes, like, they're not even wearing those protective headpieces. Like, you know, the cushiony kind of like sparring head. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and even, I mean, everything with concussions now. I mean, <laughs> we had no idea back then. Yeah. yeah. 
on a happy note, <laughs> did you know? So the best thing to ever come, you know, American Gladiators was kind of tough. You know, a lot of them had hard had a hard drug abuse and those things. But the best thing that came out of American Gladiators was that in 2000 they had a kids um, version called Gladiators 2000, and it introduced the world to Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> So there's a happy ending. We got Ryan Seacrest out of the deal. That's true. <laughs> what would New Year's Eve be if, if he had not been able to take up the mantle of Dick Clark? Like, we'd, we'd all just be waiting New Year's Eve. For Is the ball going to drop? Happen. When's yeah. it going to drop? Who's would, counting down? We'd all be watching peeps fall. <laughs> everywhere, <so. laughs> uh, that's cool. That's very cool. But it was a great show. Yeah. I mean, I loved watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I mean, even like, I mean, across the country at all levels, they even make, make mention in the documentary that the president, Mr. Bill Clinton, yeah. was an <laughs> avid watcher of American Gladiators. So everybody was watching. It was a lot of fun for, you know, at, in that time and place. Yeah. Very entertaining. At one point, it was the number one syndicated show in the world. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. They said it beat out uh, football. Like, it had higher readings than, than the NFL. That's pretty wild. It does beg, beg the question, like, will it ever make a true resurgence that it, they would bring it back? Because, I mean, we live in this world where, like, everything is getting rebooted and, you know, there's a new version of everything. everything. Yeah. It seems like there's a there's a window there to bring it back. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, they do it different now, but it'd be interesting to see if they could do it. There's that show that kind of took, the, I think, kind of was the replacement i can't remember the name of it It was the one with the um i'm gonna have to google this now for a report card the one where they have the competition where they run across things oh my god i can't remember the name of it they just rebooted it recently hmm. for some reason i'm thinking <laughs> most extreme elimination challenge but that's obviously not it but it's in the same world as you know like Wipeout and all that that's like it. the white sort of funny you know yeah entertaining you know version of it where you're competing against yourself basically mm-hmm to get through the gauntlet and then obviously your time is what you're competing against the other uh, yeah yeah there's no gladiators yeah. so to speak yeah, yeah. i was thinking of wipe out yeah um, but that kind of felt like was the next iteration of american gladiators right. i guess i would put american ninja warrior oh yeah sort of kind all about that a little bit closer to american gladiators yeah. because those are like most of those competitors are in insane shape in their ability to like hold on with you know the little quarter thing. of an inch <laughs> of their fingertips on walls and everything like Obviously, they're not battling against anything, but no, competitive no. Or from a competition standpoint, it's, yeah. it's a little bit closer. So, just you, need to throw some some gladiators into that arena as they're trying to get and through, <laughs> knock them down. Well, you know, in MXC, which was a show on uh, Comedy Central, which took footage of a, of a Japanese competition called Takeshi's Castle. And there were the guys that would like True. shoot yeah. them yeah, yeah. and hit them with sticks or I don't know, whatever they did, you know, to try to mess them up. So yeah. there was sort of that, but not, you know, definitely a different take yeah. on it. Definitely. And okay. I know you mentioned uh, Takeshi's Castle. I did watch, did you? start to watch an episode of it. It was long. It was like an it was hour too and 45 long. It was too long. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it is really wild to see the angle that the show was actually coming from as opposed to the, you know, just coming up with whatever they wanted to say mm-hmm. in the most extreme elimination challenge. It, it was, it was entertaining, but it just was too long. It was way too it, long. I didn't finish the first episode, but it was really nice because like you said, like you watched MXC and MXC was hysterical, 
but you didn't you were, you were always left wondering what is this show <laughs> what are the japanese doing yeah. like what is going on over there and then so you get to see the new version of it with the subtitles and you kind of get like oh i kind of understand what the show's about it's right. making fun of itself it kind of you know yeah. sets it up a little a little better than just watching <laughs> like what is going on yeah yeah so We'll see. Maybe, maybe sometime in the near future, we'll see a, a resurgence or a reboot, I should say, of the American Gladiators. And I'll sign you up, Greg. So I, you can... I, yeah. <laughs> One event, just the assault. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Cool. Yeah. Can't get enough Latchkey Dad content? Well, check out LatchkeyDads.com. That's right, Greg. On our website, we've got a plethora of photos from each episode, as well as other uh, interesting links to content that we talk about on the show. Yeah, Tim, I really enjoy all the pictures that you put up there, as they really bring the episode home. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm not afraid to uh, show those embarrassing photos of my childhood. So, uh, yeah, we encourage you to uh, check out the website, latchkeydads.com, for all that content. Excellent. And if you have a moment, check out our shop page where we've got really cool keychains for sale. If you don't know what to get your dad for Christmas, the holidays, Father's Day, birthday, check it out. It's a cool gift. Tim, did you know that listeners should like, review, and subscribe to the Latchkey Dads podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> no, he's out of the